This time, Miss Barr, we're going to bring our special. Something in your heart Between you and the Lord Are you drifting apart Not as close anymore There's nothing you can do That he will not forgive Bring it to the cross Let it die so you can live Nail it to the cross, get it under the blood, drown your pain in every stain in the mercy flood. Nail it to the cross, find hope and forgiveness, kneel at the tree and walk away free, nail it to the cross. Is there a burden you bear that's got you battered and bound? Struggling for strength, do you long to lay it down? Don't take another step, just kneel where you stand. Lay it at the cross and take the hammer in your hand. Nail it to the cross, get it under the blood, drown your pain in every stain in the mercy flood. Nail it to the cross, find hope and forgiveness, kneel at the tree and walk away free. Nail it to the cross. Just nail it to the cross, get it under the blood, drown your pain in every stain in the mercy flood. Nail it to the cross, find hope and forgiveness, kneel at the tree and walk away free, nail it to the cross. Nail it to the cross, find hope and forgiveness, kneel at the tree and walk away free, nail it to the cross, nail it to the cross. Perfect, perfect, special, and uh, let me go ahead and slide this up real quick, real fast. We're going to be making a beeline for the cross this entire month, and uh, in this series, the um, <clears throat> people who come on Wednesday nights see me do that every Wednesday night, um, in just a minute, going to uh, short a clip to share with you, illustrating my message this morning, and uh, many of you have seen The Passion of the Christ, just going to get a quick glimpse of that. Uh, just his time there in the garden, a lot of people don't think about the Garden of Gethsemane, 
Uh, it is definitely a battle that Jesus went through. Open your Bibles this morning to Matthew 26. Uh, I noticed, not counting Miss Barbara, that the men outnumbered the women in the choir this morning. Good job, men. And uh, just need a few ladies. Of course, we have a couple of MIAs missing in action. Uh, some of the ladies, my daughter Taylor is out of town uh, trying to support Sean. Sean's going in view of a call at Idabel, Oklahoma. Bell. They have Blue Bell ice cream there. I don't know, but that, that might motivate you. But uh, <clears throat> I've been through there a time or ten. It's right uh, north or right around Broken Bow, and uh, there's a real nice campground there called Beaver's Bend. Stayed there a uh, time or two. Uh, so pray for Sean. He's going in view of a call for the position of uh, associate of youth, uh, similar to the position of Trey. And uh, they're truly trying to expand. The name of the church is Calvary Missionary Baptist Church there in Idabel. Brother Doug Clements is the pastor there. Um, just uh, so many churches that are trying to grow, trying to do the right thing. I pray that would be our, pardon me, our desire. Uh, <clears throat> I think about also this week, if you have a chance, please, uh, this coming week, uh, tell somebody you missed them, uh, call them, uh, if there's a guest, uh, tell our guest. Matter of fact, Karen was sharing with me a, 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 a what do you call it, a status on Facebook, uh, that Casting Crowns put out, and it was a deal talking about worshiping the Lord this morning. He said, uh, whoever wrote it said this, said, uh, this morning though, it doesn't matter how good the singing is. It doesn't matter how good the preaching is. If people don't know that you care, they won't come back to church. People have to know that you care. It's not, you know, the singing can be perfect. The preaching can be perfect. But people need a relationship. They need a friend. They need a relationship. I pray that you can be a mentor to somebody. We'll get to that, getting ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, I, somebody has commented already. Before I read the scripture about my shirt and tie, I love loud shirts and ties. And, and my, with my wife buying for me, it just doesn't, I mean, it's going to happen with the shirts anyway. And then I normally get a tie as a gift. And this is a uh, Jerry Garcia collection edition. He was of the Grateful Dead and uh, that uh, group. <laughs> yeah. And uh, name of a group. But uh, he has like 50-something ties. This is number 52, I've got seven or eight of them, and uh, they're all loud, and uh, so, but anyway, Brother Lee said, I heard you coming before you left the house, and uh, you were so loud, uh, yeah, yeah, that way you can spot me coming, if you want to avoid me, that's fine, uh, Matthew 26, uh, beginning with verse 36, all right, then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tear ye here and watch with me. 
And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. And looking at this passage, what I call the battle in the garden, there was a spiritual battle. It is uh, portrayed in the clip that we'll just see in just a second. That uh, And there's a, a little bit of a, a Catholic uh, spin on why did Mel Gibson, when he produced the movie, The Passion of the Christ, why did he portray Satan as a woman? But it has to do with a, a Catholic tradition. But nevertheless, Satan was after Jesus from, his, from the time that he was born. Did you realize that, I believe, that Satan motivated Herod to kill all those babies, to infanticide, they call it. And, uh, matter of fact, that happened to the Jews. They killed Jews by the millions during the Holocaust. And that people, God's people have been persecuted ever since. Now, that doesn't mean that the Jews are always right. A lot of people say, support Israel, support Israel. Well, I want to support God. And uh, Israel will be, God's going to take care of them. So, I mean, whether we need to support them in the fact that as long as they follow the Lord, and we say that's the reason that the United States has been blessed because we've supported Israel, but Israel is not always right. Matter of fact, in the Bible, they're not always right. And they turn from God, and they still are turning from God. Now, we do need to help the Jews, uh, help them, help the country, and that sort of thing. But I'm talking about their political things and the political things that have happened. Whenever Jesus was in the garden, there was a, there's, a, there's a little scene that we'll get to, and, and that'll probably be right at the end of the clip. And I thought I liked it, and uh, it was spinoff because uh, there's, and I hope you're not afraid of snakes, but there's a snake that comes out, and, and, uh, and then Jesus steps on the head of the snake and if you remember that scene and guess what that's right off genesis three fifteen. it says that satan was going to bruise his heels first messianic prophecy which is the prophecy concerning the messiah satan's going to bruise jesus's heel what does that mean satan's going to beat him up and jesus was beat up and uh there there will be later on uh, another clip later on that I'll show just of his suffering, but I'm going to pick the less gruesome, the let because the one, uh, unless you talk to your kids first, there's a scene on there of his beating that's so horrible that, you know, little kids, I don't think, need to see it. It's that bad. There's a lot of things that we would, in the Bible, you know, Bible's full of rated PG-13, rated R, that, talking about violence, violence. I mean, there's horrible violence in the bible i don't know if you realize that just awful violence people being violent one toward another and they were violent to jesus now real quick the battle in the garden oh and finish the story about the snake the genesis three fifteen says that satan would bruise his heel talking about physical suffering but he said he would crush the serpent's head and of course defeat satan once and for all and that way you have a home in heaven there's a spiritual battle that went on in the garden. He was so distraught that he said he was sorrowful even unto death. As he was praying here with his friends, 
and thinking, I need companionship. Folks, nobody needs to suffer alone, but many people have. Nobody needs to have a spiritual battle going alone. Folks, if people are hurting, the Bible says to restore such a one, to lift each other up, to bear ye one another's burdens in Galatians chapter 6. It says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Galatians 6. Praying with our friends as he was praying here, this unique inner circle. Many times Jesus called these three. Have you ever thought about this? You, these three guys were his inner circle, some call it. Everybody needs, I believe, three friends. Matter of fact, there's a book in our library written by Dennis Swanberg, the Christian comedian, and uh, it's called The Man Code. Every, every man needs three guys he can, and, and I'm sure ladies also, that you can, if you tell them, it's like putting it in a vault. It won't meet you somewhere in town. Everybody needs a confidant. I've had them at every church I've been at. Even in the church, somebody that I could talk to and it wasn't going anywhere. Folks, that's rare. That's rare. Not everybody can be a friend like that. And you probably do have a friend like that. Everybody needs that. But you need a spiritual one too. Now I'm talking about somebody who's saved. That's what I mean by spiritual, a confidant. Jesus had that, but he did it being their mentor. He did it trying to encourage them. He told them later on, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When he was praying, he was suffering, and guess what? Nobody could bear that burden with him. He had to go it alone. And there's many connotations or dilemmas that come about because Jesus said, when he said, let this cup pass from me, if, but since it's your will, God, I'm going to go it. There's a bunch of things that are in the background there. Jesus suffered here. His suffer- He's not being beat on in the garden, but He's suffering. One place in the Bible, the story is recorded here in Matthew and uh, Luke. Think about John's Gospel. Luke especially records his physical suffering. Why Luke? Remember, Luke wasn't one of the twelve. But he, get, he gathered all his information like a doctor. The Bible says that Luke describes that he sweat as if it were great drops of blood. There was a spiritual battle going on. Praying with our friends. Suffering alone. Look at verse 40. Notice it says, before I get to verse 40, it says, He went a little further, fell on his face. Folks, how often in your life, you could probably count them either on zero fingers or on one hand, how many times you've prayed on your face. I'm sure there may be an exception, but how many times have you fallen on your face before God? I remember one time, just... Things that I needed the Lord. One time after a church service was over with, 
I was so sorrowful because of some decisions that had been made that I fell on my face behind the pulpit and laid there. Soaking the carpet with the tears. And I was very upset. Had two deacons come up and pick me up, literally, from behind the pulpit. And they restored me spiritually. They were an encouragement to me. In the months and the years to come, I've preached both their funerals, by the way, after I left as pastor. Suffering alone in verse 40. He found them sleeping. He said, notice he said unto Peter, (laughs) what about James and John? He was rough on Peter. You don't ever hear anything about Bartholomew, do you? (laughs) Simon the the Canaanite. You ever hear anything about him? (laughs) Uh, Did you know there was, do you ever hear anything about Thaddeus? Uh, Do you ever hear anything about uh, the other Judas? There was two of them, by the way. There was Judas Iscariot. You don't hear anything. But these guys were, he was the ones that he had everything. He said, y'all can do it. He encouraged them. Peter, what? wake up. Some of us need to wake up. And I'm not talking about during Brother Michael's preaching. That'd be fine too if you don't wake up during the preaching. But listen, some of us need to wake up spiritually. Do you realize what, what Jesus did for you? Let's take a quick Look at this. I'm going to uh, flip these lights off, turn this on, and uh, see the suffering that is portrayed. That's all the lights we need. Perfect, Casey. This will be perfect. Uh, and just just for a few minutes, I'm not, I don't want to take long because I want to finish this message. <clears throat> Jesus was in the garden. Uh, suffering for us. It wasn't just a prayer at church, but he had his closest friends with him.
Latin, Latin, Yoga, Adnarka, Baini, Baina. Hi, Abudla. Be 
گشته امین هند دیان نشخن گهیل نمهیر مندر نیگون حده برگزای نفشی ادنای برگزیدی Leithai Yn astig e Legai ma Yagiafsegi Yagabidion Nasha Leithai Yn Gwlet gehw. Hen gehel. Gosteg e de mini. A gen lagus fawr. Lehwe di lagus fawr. Suffering that Jesus went through on the cross, let the light, and in the garden was something that the Bible says, this is just a portrayal, one man's idea. At the end of the book of John, it says that the world could not contain the books if you were to write everything that Jesus did. 
Matter of fact, I believe, and I, th- I think you would agree with me, that no way, even <clears throat> I've heard people say, well, the suffering portrayed in a film, was it was horrific, but it still does not tell you what went on inside his soul when he was anguishing every thought that he had. Just the betrayal that Judas, I mean, many of us have had people treat us wrong and do us wrong. Matter of fact, that next part, I called it being kissed by Satan, verses 47 through 49. The Bible says in the book of John, before Judas left the upper room, guess what happened to Judas? According to the Bible, just, you know, you can have Judas standing before the high priest, and he did do that. Judas stood before the high priest and he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. But you know what the Bible says? The Word of God says about Judas? The Bible says Satan entered into him. Satan entered into him. And Satan, I believe, you know, it's portrayed there, he's trying to figure out. I, I really do think that Satan was puzzled. He didn't know exactly how everything was going down. You know, whether... That, there's no way that man could accurately portray it perfectly. No way. No way in the world. But I believe Satan's trying to figure it out the whole way. But all he knows, he tried to kill him as a baby. And to me, I think it was perfect for that maggot or whatever it was to come out of his nose or the person's nose, whoever it was. You know why? The Bible says that Satan is of corruption. He is of decay and corruption. But did you know, the if you know Jesus, your body will be resurrected one day. It says, did you know what you're going to have? Guess what kind of body God's Word says you're going to get? An incorruptible body, one that will never decay. Right now, every one of our bodies are decaying. We got arthritis. <laughs> we got arthritis. Y'all, y'all ever met Arthur? We got we got all kind of itises, and I never I didn't know that tendonitis hurt so bad. But folks, one day we're going to get a body that will not hurt, no more pain. But Jesus had to go through all of that for you and for I. I've got y'all for about another seven or eight minutes. I'm going to keep you here. We can do this. Now here's what I want you to focus on. Focus very closely on these words. Read in verse 47. And while he yet spake, in other words, the disciples did wake up. When he told them uh, the second time, after he went and prayed the third time, he said, sleep on now, verse 45, take your rest. Verse 46, he says, Rise, come on, Judas is here. Verse 47, Judas, one of the twelve, came up with him with a great multitude of swords and staves and chief priests from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss. That really wasn't special, by the way, because uh, it that's the way they said, that's the way they shook hands. And it's kind of like if you've ever seen Eastern Europe people, they go, mwah, mwah. First time I went to a church in Eastern Europe and they did that to me, I was frozen. Never had a guy kiss me that way. Never had a guy kiss me. <laughs> and uh, y'all, aren't y'all glad to know that? 
And uh, so I'm frozen. But that was no big deal to them. Basically saying, the first person I shake hands with is Jesus. Because why? The soldiers didn't know what he, who he was. They, just knew, they were just doing their job. They were ignorant. By the way, reading John's gospel, they had to get up off their backside. One of the biggest disappointments I had in that uh, video and uh, was they did say when they arrested him, he says, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth, in the movie and in the Bible. And Jesus says, I am he. It doesn't happen in the movie, but in the Bible, they all got knocked on their backside when he said, I am he. Now, that's some powerful words. They ought to woke up then. And then it goes on to say, Whomsoever shall I kiss, the same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. So that's why I call it kissed by Satan. At that point, who was inside of Judas? Satan. Because in the upper room, that's when Satan entered into him. Satan has a, des a desire to get you to betray Jesus. All you have to do to betray Jesus is when you leave this room, if you have an opportunity to witness, don't take it. Don't speak up. Don't tell. let anyone know that you're a Christian. That's why whenever any of you may invite somebody to church and they, hey, would you like to come to church with me this Sunday? And they say, where do you go? Promised Land Missionary Baptist. Oh, well, I know so-and-so goes there. And I know how they live. I've had people say that to me as pastor, and I'm like, well, they need, I say, well, they need to live better, and they ought not live that way. But all of us, and people, if they're accusing, accusing, I say, listen, even the pastor doesn't always live right. Did you hear me? Even the pastor, I'm not perfect, and none of us are, are we? So, that we're all trying. The last point is what I call sitting on the sidelines. Now, they had the battle in the garden. He is arrested. Uh, <clears throat> Peter becomes a kamikaze uh, samurai warrior, slips out a sword he had under his coat and tries to knock Malchus in the head. And you know what? That Jesus, even while being arrested, the fella that slapped the hand, I don't know if Malchus slapped the handcuffs on him, but he might have. The fella that slapped the handcuffs on him, Jesus put his ear back on. Already, he's suffering. He's already got the load of the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he's still helping others. Even the people that are betraying him, even the people that are arresting him, if you will. It says, if you look at verse 56, all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all of the disciples forsook him and fled. Oh, by the way, besides two. Peter and John both followed afar off. Because in the very next verse, actually verse 58, it says, but Peter followed him afar off. And went unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. 
Let me ask you this. A lot of us, we come to church, but right now all of you are on the the bench, so to speak. (laughs) Did you realize that? All of you are sitting down, okay? Little kids are laying down. All of us are in the bench. The game is outside these four walls. That's where the battle goes on. That's where you're either gonna you're gonna stand up or sit down. That's where you're gonna shine or cease to shine. You you shine outside these four. That's where you serve. He's sitting on the sidelines. A matter of fact, he's about to openly, publicly say, "I never knew the man." Three times. Matter of fact, he starts cussing just so he'll blend in. Let me ask you this, and I know I'm being sarcastic. Does anybody come to church, but then we blend in with the rest of the people that were around when we live here? That's, we know the answer to that. We should not blend in. Notice it says that he sat with the servants to see the end. I ask you this question this morning. Are you tired of sitting on the sidelines? Are you ready to get in the game? Will you say, Lord, I I really don't understand. And folks, I've studied it and read it. I read, I looked at all the Gospels this week looking at the suffering that Jesus went through. I'm getting ready for Easter already. I pray that you'll, you'll invite somebody to come this week. Get in the game. Inviting people to church is only the beginning. Live it. Live it. Let your light shine. Don't be, uh, 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 so to speak, a Monday morning quarterback. Well, I'll tell them how they should have done it or could have done it. Let's do it. Let's not tell others how. Let's do it ourselves. Let's get in the game. Let's not let, he said, I'm going to watch Jesus do it, go down to the end. I want to see how all this comes, comes to pass. But guess what? It cost him his... Uh, his testimony. It cost him precious time. And by the way, that is something a lot of us don't have is time. Did you know? I mean, how many of you can just remember it was just a little while ago that your kids were little? It was just a little while ago that your children or grandchildren were being born. And all of a sudden, you blink and boom. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You don't have much time to serve the Lord. It's up to you. Realize what he did. He suffered. He died. He rose again for you and me. As we prepare for him invitation, would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Father, dear Lord, I thank you so very much for giving us this time this morning just to try. I may not have done a very good job, dear Lord, but just to try to describe some of the suffering that you went through. 
from the garden all the way to Calvary. You suffered for us. You bled. You gave your life willingly. Even, uh, I know we can't even understand how your humanity, that you were always divine, yet you suffered as a man. The Bible says you humbled yourself and became a man so that you could be our Savior. Father, I thank you for that love that I do not deserve. Thank you for your forgiveness that I so desperately need. In Jesus' name, amen.